Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business Show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. And let's face it, when it comes to our peace, our well-being, all those issues are very important if you're interested in uh, prosperity, which is what a business show is all about. I really like talking about national security issues with my guest this segment, uh, retired General Jeffrey Schlozer. Um, he has been a longtime regular, a fan favorite, and a, and a personal favorite. Uh, General, always love having you on the program. Before we get into our topic today, um, which is going to be really looking at uh, the D.C. perspective and how it's kind of played a role in what's unfolded in uh, Israel and Gaza, I'd like you to take a moment just to tell us about your book, which is a phenomenal book on leadership and how people can learn more about you and your work. Yeah, thanks an awful lot, Kevin, and thanks for having me on the show. So I retired as an Army Major General after uh, uh, leading 30,000 soldiers in combat, and the book is called Marathon War, Leadership and Combat in Afghanistan. It's written about 08 and 09, really chaotic years, uh, you know, in Afghanistan. And uh, I think it's relevant for not only people that are interested in national security, but also about business, because uh, businesses often uh, you have opportunities in chaos, and that's what we were seeking in 2008 and 9. Uh, my website's uh, jeffschlosser.com, J-E-F-F-S-C-H-L-O-E-S-S-E-R.com. Thanks a lot, Kevin. Yeah, always. And we'll have, of course, a link to the, your website over at priceofbusiness.com. Let's get into this topic. I'm, I find uh, the whole situation is like, oh, great, it was already – a lot on our plate with what was going on in Ukraine, and then you've got this situation with uh, what is unfolding here in the Middle East. And frankly, it looks more and more terrifying every day. It's Hezbollah, uh, which is uh, in Lebanon, uh, which neighbors Gaza and Israel, uh, showing a very, very uh, strong interest in what's unfolding between Gaza and Israel. This is very apocalyptic looking, and I don't want to get too far ahead on all that, but it's pretty frightening. I look at the situation. I found it very interesting, uh, General, that when uh, the Congress went ahead and ousted Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House, I found the timing of all this really interesting, that within a couple of days, this took place, this uh, attack on Israel took place within a couple of days. And the reason why the timing is interesting is, you know, they're heavily funded, uh, them uh, being uh, Gaza, the, the terrorist group Hamas, rather, heavily uh, funded by Iran, and, of course, Iran's biggest customer is arguably Russia, uh, if not Russia, China, one of those two. And I found, I found the timing interesting. Congress can't come up with more money for two wars as long as they do not have a Speaker of the House. This, this current speaker who is a placeholder can do virtually nothing. And I, I, I just found the timing interesting and, and might also explain a little bit as to why uh, Israel, which is so well known for its intelligence, was caught with its pants now. So I, I start off with a lot there. Uh, you feel free to jump into that. Your thoughts as someone yeah. who's watching all of this, but also a good general. You, you worked hard at not being political, but your thoughts. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think for everybody out there listening, you know, Gaza is this extremely small strip of land. I was there in the 90s, you know, when I was with the Special Operations Regiment, and it was actually occupied then by Israel. But I've been there, done that, and it's 25 miles long, about five miles wide. And it's, uh, you know, stuck there on the western side of Israel against the water, against the Mediterranean. But a critical area, you know, uh, for basically, you know, when Hamas took over, 
from uh, you know the Palestinian Authority. Uh, they actually won an election, basically, and, and and since then they've run an autocratic state. But they are always, as you said, Kevin, been funded by by uh, Iran. Iran actually, you know, funds also to the north in southern Lebanon is uh, the Hezbollah. And so you got really a sense, mainly almost like two proxies, you know, facing Israel. An incredible strategic coincidence that occurred, as you said, just as, you know, we are showing our weak hand as far as the congressional, you know, uncertainty, the inability to actually form a, you know, get a House speaker that can actually help pushing through budgets like for Ukraine as well as now for Israel. Incredible coincidence, you know, but it may not be, as you pointed out, from Iran. I want to say something, though. You did mention this this area, the border for Israel, is one of the most highly patrolled, most highly surveilled uh, areas in the world. And what an incredible strategic intelligence failure. I got to tell you that, uh, you know, with Israel not understanding the intent of Hamas uh, and the ability to do uh, what has often threatened over the last several years. I mean, this is the fourth war that I'm counting that Israel and Hamas have fought. Most of them have been lesser, but 2008, 9, 2012, 2014. Nothing is nearly significant as this with the loss of so many Israelis, you know, I think counting right now about 1,300. And then also a fair number, like almost double that of Palestinian civilians. But what a strategic failure makes everybody think and makes me think, wow, you know, uh, surveillance techniques, you know, if you're going to use unmanned systems and cameras and things like that, at the end of the day, it's all about what is the uh, enemy's intent, and humans are really important. So let me just stop there, you know, but I'm just saying what a coincidence uh, politically for uh, uh, the situation. Maybe Iran did grab a very fortunate time, and it could have been at the influence of Russia. I don't know that, though. Yeah. Yeah, and I tell you, the, the, the Republican incompetence, frankly, and the Democrats being political maneuverers, you know, I don't like either party. And the older I get, the less I like either party. <laughs> but, but you yeah. know, the, the, the Democrats would have been so much better off, frankly, if they wanted to get things done with a Democrat president, president to just vote president when Kevin McCarthy was up. Because in, in spite of the problems with McCarthy, they're not going to find anyone better than him in this Republican caucus, in my opinion. So anyway, I don't want to spend too much time on that. I do want to move to uh, the conversation, of course, that, that we're talking about today, which is uh, who blew up a hospital with children of, in it in Gaza. And, of course, uh, immediately uh, Israel's being accused of that. Uh, Israel says it's a misfired rocket. Israel has had to walk an incredibly fine line. Um, and I'm not an apologist for Israel. They've got their own issues, their own human rights issues when it comes to the Palestinians. I get that. But these guys are, are very smart, very strategic, and they've had to walk a fine line for decades in a very turbulent situation. To me, it would be pure asinine for them to uh, make a blunder like this. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, Kevin, it, you know, I find it far-fetched that Israel at least would deliberately target a hospital of this nature. And, you know, through incompetence or by mistake, is it possible? Sure. I mean, I, I tend to believe I'm hearing from the media, you know, President Biden also suggested that he had seen some of the U.S. Department of Defense uh, uh, intelligence, I tend to believe it was either Hamas making a mistake itself, in other words, a misfired rocket that just blew up, or Islamic Jihad. And then uh, I don't want to convince, you know, confuse all of our listeners, but Islamic Jihad is yet another terrorist group 
Uh, sometimes they are aligned with Hamas. Sometimes they're not. They 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 both share uh, a willingness to uh, you know fight uh, Israel, and they would like to see a you know uh, a, a certainly a different type of Palestinian uh, government than what you're seeing currently. I think that when it's all said and done, I can find it very likely that Islamic Jihad they too have rockets supplied by uh, Iran. Uh, but they could have made this mistake. I don't think anybody deliberately targeted a hospital. If they did, uh, you know, woe on them. That's that's absolutely disgusting, terrible, catastrophic. But I think it was a mistake on somebody's part. I don't think it was Israel's mistake. And I think you're going to see more and more. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see the U.S. release intelligence uh, indicating uh, just where that uh, rocket was fired from. Exactly where it came from. I'm expecting that myself. And, you know, and people hear this, you know, uh, these different parties you're talking about, which you can't really have a conversation about this without talking about those parties. Um, but the, there are so many different players in this area. So many of them, uh, religiously Hamas and Hezbollah, for example, are different types of Muslims. I think that people get, you know, in the West, they get confused by that. And, and uh, the world was one of just those two groups. They'd be killing each other. Um, <laughs> you know, but I think the concept of the enemy is our, uh, the enemy of our enemy is our friend probably was birthed out of the Middle East. Yeah, well, the, I think absolutely, you're absolutely right, and and you still see it in play everywhere in many of the uh, regions of, of the Middle East. And again, the Middle East is a vast area. It's it's not only totally Arab and and it's not totally Muslim, you know. And and I always invite our listeners to make sure, be more expert about it because you can't characterize one thing from that. But you are absolutely right about that. Uh, as far as you know, alignments can be short term and they can be very tactical. And uh, and I think in this case, you know, having Islamic Jihad join the fray, firing rockets off against Israel is totally uh, probably true. That, but uh, my guess would be is they probably have made some mistakes here, and uh, and that's what's causing this. But you know, the the key part about this is is that we haven't talked about it, is it caused the collapse of what President Biden was hoping to do. Uh, you know, he had two I think real purposes in going to Israel uh, today. Uh, one was to tell the Israelis and the world that we are with you, and the United States is with the, the Israelis. And the second part though was to start to establish some sort of uh, pathway for not only humanitarian aid, but also a armist, not an armistice, a ceasefire, you know, a tactical ceasefire. He was trying to meet with King Abdul II uh, in Jordan, as well as the Palestinian president, Abbas, uh, and President uh, el-Sisi from Egypt, uh, all players in this area that are very strong, uh, significant players. Well, maybe Abbas is not, but certainly Jordan and Egypt is. And that all collapsed. They could not be seen with the president, meeting with the president after this, uh, you know, catastrophe of the hospital. And uh, so that just blew away President Biden's, you know, really second purpose of, of why he traveled there. And uh, it is a shame because I think that there was an opportunity maybe to to try to increase the capability for humanitarian aid. I just saw a news release that Egypt is going to be allowed to bring some aid in through the southern border crossing there at Rafa uh, into the Gaza Strip. Unclear about how much that's going to do to eliminate or to really help, uh, you know, the Palestinian population there. Yeah, people have to yeah pay and it's, by it's the very way. problematic. People don't understand. Yeah. They're, they're beating up Israel because of the fact that uh, they're not making it easy for movement for people. Neither was Egypt. And that just really shows you how big of a problem Hamas is. Um, the whole population is interspersed throughout the population. It's not easy to determine, oh, there's Hamas. 
oh, that's not Hamas. Very difficult to determine. Uh, in many ways, it reminds me of uh, uh, the Vietnam War in that respect. And uh, I think it, I, really, I think it says values. The media, I think, should be much clearer about the fact that how difficult it is for both Egypt and Israel when it comes to dealing with the movement of these people. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's never been, in, uh, at least not since in the last 20 to 30 years, it's not been an interest to allow Hamas to proliferate either. I mean, and so they would not want that to happen in Egypt. And so the border crossing into Egypt from the Gaza, from the Gaza Strip is fortified just as it is fortified all along the Israeli side. And uh, the problem has been is, is that there have been tunnels built underneath that, uh, that area for a lengthy period of time. And they're, they're, I would say one thing is Hamas is very good at mining, and they uh, have established an underground network that uh, Israel is going to try to, I think, to try to take out in the northern part of Gaza Strip around the Gaza City, which is the capital. But that's going to require a ground invasion. It's going to require soldiers getting on the ground, going in those tunnels, you know, tunnel by tunnel, trying to eliminate them. And that's going to be, I think, what we're going to see play out over the next 30 days or so. Yeah. Final thoughts on this whole deal. I mean, the reality is it's really disconcerting from a political perspective. And the media really likes to hyper-focus on the ooh and awe of the war itself. But I... I'm greatly concerned that this uh, House is not going to have a speaker for a long time. There's no reason to believe it will. Uh, it, it was 15 votes short, uh, Jordan was, yesterday. I don't have any reason to believe they're going to get much closer today. The longer that situation exists, the better it is for these terrorists. And so kind of give me your sense, your, your feel of the situation. Yeah, no, I think it only, play, it only plays into the hands of Hamas is when you have disunity or a lack of a unity within inside the United States and our Congress. I mean, because we have long played a critical role uh, in the formation and the, in the continuance of Israel as a country through all, all of its wars. Being weak like this, and I, and I got to tell you, when I walk around and talk to uh, people of normal ill, not Washington, D.C.ers that are policy wonks, but just normal people, you know, they got two things to say to Congress. One, get organized, and two, do your job. And and they have got to do the former so they can do the latter. And uh, I really do hope that uh, they come up with a way to, to get this thing done, get a speaker going, and get back to doing the business of our country. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's funny, you know, the old saying that P.J. O'Rourke, the late humorous saying is that uh, Republicans have always liked to say that uh, the that government does a terrible job at whatever it does. And then now we see that the Republicans actually try to prove that in their own behavior. So (laughs) (laughs) we see it now. We see it now uh, big time. I got to run. I know you do too. Always love having you on the program, uh, General. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks, Kevin. General Jeffrey Schlozer always enjoy my chats. I'm Kevin Price. Stay tuned for more.